Welcome to the podcast. Come be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. He's eating the sunflower seeds. No, I thought it was spadachios. Oh, spadachios. At the bottom of the barrel of snacks around here. Those spadachios. five-year-old calls pistachios. Is it time to go to the grocery store when you start eating sunflower seeds? Yeah. Get some spadachios and some rice cakes and some... What would you be eating if you had anything that's normally in the <gasps> pantry? We haven't gotten beer nuts for a long time. Mm. Those mm. yummy... Those are good. Those yeah. are very... They're I'm very probably crunchy. eating pretzels right now, though. Yeah? yeah, I'm not really much of a pretzel guy. I like them with hummus or peanut butter. Right. If you put, well, that's yeah. If you use them as a delivery system for something delicious, then yeah. You know what else? Those little pretzel chips from Sam's that with um, cream cheese and then smoked salmon. Oh, those are so good. Can you hear me chewing? <laughs> we can you hear you chewing better than we can hear you talking. Yeah. Uh, so. Just before we turn the recorder on, I almost cut my finger off opening the headphones. And it's, I was telling the Peaches and Luke that uh, this is how I hurt myself. I, I always do little, little itty bitty, teensy weensy little wounds. I, substa- I sustain tiny, insignificant amounts of damage to the naked eye. But man, that hurt. It felt like I slammed my finger in the car door. It just pinched a little, just a little thing. You can see the little blood blister there. It doesn't look like anything. Mm-hmm. I see it. It, looks, it doesn't look anything, but I'm telling you, it's still throbbing. Awesome. Carl can't awesome see prayers. it, so you can just describe it to Carl like it's like your fingers just hanging there. My fingers hang is dangling by a thread of skin, <laughs> and I'm getting no sympathy whatsoever. When I was in uh, junior high school, I was getting into the bathtub. Yeah, I took baths in junior high. What of it? And I slid. <laughs> on the edge of the uh, floor. I slid on, slid on the floor just before getting in. I fell kind of into the tub. I didn't fall all the way in, but I went to catch myself, and I scraped my finger. Uh, where is it? On the, on the uh, handle. On the handle. The shower handle. It's not even sharp. It's, but I, I managed to get a scar. You can still see the scar from where I gashed my finger open on a perfectly smooth, round shower handle. You know, the the most common room in the house for accidents is the bathroom. Is the bathroom. I sustained an injury in the bathroom that Tabby was there to witness because I was actually bathing. Oh, maybe she wasn't there for this one. I was bathing kids, and I thought they were hers too. But now maybe I just remember telling her the story, and she thinks it's hilarious as if she actually saw it herself. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just, I was kneeling there washing a child, when all of a sudden, it's like my left knee gave out. The way that like your ankle suddenly just quits when you're standing. But I right. wasn't standing. I was kneeling. And it was like my left knee just went crack all of a sudden. And it just hurt. It just hurt. I think I might have dislocated my knee temporarily. And it went back. But well, does that count as a bathroom injury just because you were in the bathroom when you did it? 
Yeah. That's what that means. That's what that statistic is for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say a bathroom injury would be an injury that takes place in the bathroom. Okay, all right, fair enough. Would you call it a kitchen injury? Well, no, I wouldn't. That, I, I mean, guess that's a fair question. If you're feeling your potatoes point. in the bathroom and you cut yourself, is that a kitchen or a bathroom injury? Well, it was. It, it, you, she's right. If it happens in the bathroom, I guess it's hard. You're hard pressed to call it any other type of room, but. Right. Usually, you think about being in the bathroom to do bath-related things, I and you were kneeling a at child, the, at bathing a child. Okay, as a bathroom Whatever. activity. I had a, uh, uh, I was thinking about Isaac Witty. I did a show with him last weekend, and he's got a bit about falling out of the shower. Yes, and and uh, have you heard it? No, I was just going to mention quickly that it really is his last name. You really do have a comedian friend named Isaac Witty. I really do. You also have a I've got friend. two comedians whose last name is Witty now. That's true, because he married Kristen, <laughs> and so now it's Kristen Witty, and you have Bob Smiley, who's a friend. So we have Witty and Smiley. Witty and Smiley are my <laughs> That's friends. That's not stage names. Those are their actual yeah. given names. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, go, he goes, He's he's got that in his set already, too. He, they just got married last month, and he said... He gets up on stage. You go. I just got married last month, and uh, you know we were we were trying to decide whether whether she should take my name or or keep her name. And we were old fashioned, we're traditionalists, so she she took my name. So her name was her name was Kristen Weber, and now her name is Isaac Witty. <laughs> <laughs> she took my whole name. <laughs> Tammy and I were laughing because like <laughs> Kristen is. Just a little bit older than I am. She's basically my age. And so she's in her mid, mid to late 30s. And she waited all this time to get married. To get I'm married sure that as a young Isaac. girl, she like imagined Waiting. what her last name would be. All of her life, she's had to wait till the very end of the alphabet to like get her diploma, to be called for you know right, awards and things. Kristen Weber. How she managed? She went from what she actually went <laughs> she backwards. Went she went further back in the alphabet. Of all, like other than Young and Zimmerman, <laughs> I don't think she could have accomplished it any better. Kristen yeah. Zimmerman. <laughs> uh, so he was talking about falling out of the bathtub, and I think I, I've been a fan of Isaac Woody before I even knew before I knew him personally I thought he's I think he's just hysterical he talks about falling out of the bathtub because I don't mean that I fell down or fell I mean I mean I fell out of it I was completely out and uh, my feet were still kind of in there but the rest of me was hanging out and I was laying under the toilet and, and so I could look up at it and see it in a in an angle that you don't normally see you know i mean if you're looking up if you know what the bottom of your toilet looks like and you're not fixing it you know <laughs> something is wrong and he goes i almost hit the the edge of it and he goes and that would have been the worst way to die you know because i'm laying out there and they would have had a they would have had a chalk outline but it would have went up over the bowl <laughs> And his friend, uh -huh. he was telling his friend that story, and his friend says, they only put a chalk outline around you when, when it's a murder. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and this is why Isaac is brilliant. He goes, well, I would hope they'd give me the benefit of a doubt. <laughs> not, not just come in and just draw a chalk outline around him for the, yeah, to save him the embarrassment of having fallen out of the shower and killed himself on the... Mm -hmm. Anyway, anyway, so I don't know if I'm going to 
if the blood loss is going to be so (laughs) severe by the end of this podcast that I'm not going to be able to talk. You guys recall I had to confess an injury a couple of days ago. Remember when the sisters were here? It was a Wednesday, house full of children. Nobody even noticed that I was hurt until I came down and confessed because they thought that the giant bang was just one of the kids. Yeah, you only vaguely remember. I do. I do vaguely remember. I took. I had Finley here. Finley's my niece, and so and her mom wasn't here because I picked up Finley from preschool, and so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do all the stuff. I gave her lunch. We're gonna put her down for her nap. She had to go potty, so we went to the bathroom, and I'm marching her back to where the the crib is. To where the nap happens. She's right behind me. You know, she's two feet behind me, trotting along. All of a sudden, I'm on the ground, like. <laughs> I slid on one foot on this tiny little rabbit, this little plastic <laughs> rabbit that was in, in the hardwood floor in the hallway. And I did like almost a complete 360. 360. I was on one foot and like the other leg was up <laughs> like pure in there. Wedding. Yes, like, like that. And then all of a sudden, like before I re- even realized I was not just going to spin and catch myself, <laughs> I was down. Uh-huh. Before, before I realized I uh-huh. hadn't managed to save it. I was, I heard, and I heard the sound before I felt where I hit the impact. Did it hurt? It didn't hurt as much as you would think. Like, I hit on my, on the meaty part of my backside. Beefy. But this was the, this was the demoralizing part. On impact. You peed. I realized. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. That was the thing that I remember. Not not a whole bladder school. You didn't empty your bladder. No, no. It was just like an involuntary little little bit. Just a little splash. A little squirt is what I called it when I told Tabby, which made her literally wipe tears uh, out of her Tabby's yeah. the easiest person in the world. <laughs> Remember the time I did the 30-second uh, fall in your yep. backyard? Oh, my yeah. gosh. A couple summers ago. I can't ever forget. <laughs> <laughs> you it fell was forever. Charlie Chaplin-esque. <laughs> I tripped over a stump in the backyard trying to catch a frisbee, and I, I started to fall, and then I kind of caught myself, and then I and then I tripped again and continued <laughs> to fall, and I made like three complete turns, and I, <laughs> Carl, it took me so long to fall down, I literally, literally thought, man, this is taking forever. There were like three pirouettes. <laughs> And I remember thinking everybody in the porch is going to think that I'm doing this. It's like, a bit. I, yeah, that I'm just trying to be funny. But I am actually falling down and then uh. not falling. And just continuing to stumble and stumble and stumble. Whoa. And stumble. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. The sound effect would have been. <laughs> uh. that was and then I fell. My last injury was at the gym where I was trying a new bench press technique mm-hmm. with Joe. It's called the suicide grip. Uh-huh. It's where you don't wrap your thumb around. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, bars slipped down and came right, right on your chest. Yep. Yeah. On his chest. Yeah, my spotter did not spot. <laughs> he had a spotter. <laughs> Who was it? Was he it just, Corey it was or Joe? Joe. <laughs> it was Joe. <laughs> well just, done, Joe. <laughs> just watched me about die. How high up was it when you dropped it on your... Uh, about halfway. Oh, my gosh. I had, I had managed to, like, instinctively move myself halfway, so it kind of just came down on half my chest. Well, that doesn't necessarily make it better, does it? Isn't it, was, it? I don't, it was more embarrassing don't you, than... Don't you want to spread out the impact over a larger area? I, I'm sure that I let out a girly gasp and <gasps> knocked half the breath out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was probably like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, it's, it's called the suicide grip, and I, I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, good for you. We learn. I still let Joe spot for some reason, but. Well, what are the odds that he's going to blow it twice? He probably probably going to be extra attentive now. He was like, it happened so fast. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, fantastic. So anyway, I'm. I'll probably be all right. I'll muddle through. We're almost halfway done now. So, yeah, very good. Uh, this is about how long you fell. However long this episode's been. Uh, yeah, this is. I still haven't hit the ground yet. So I had uh, uh, an open mic experience last mm-hmm. night, and this will be the last time. I shouldn't make a promise that I may not keep, but we're not going to talk about open mic every, every single episode. week. I'm surprised you brought it up, but. Well, the reason I brought it up is because there's a uh, there's an illustration there's a there's a uh, there's a metaphor you know in everything that we do in life and the metaphor at open mic Luke and I talked a little bit about this on the way out last night is I was trying to imagine what it would be like to be a person who actually goes to a bar like of an evening and just you know, just does what people do in a bar in the evening. Just drunk. There was at least three people who were so drunk that they were just, uh, they would have been embarrassed, I guess, if they had not been so drunk because they were just obnoxious and stupid. Um, they were that way before the show even started. Right. Like, I don't know what time they actually got there. Maybe they were drunk before they got to the bar. Right. And it was Wednesday night. So it's not like, not like a weekend. But I, I suppose that there's a certain, there, there's a kind of fellowship that happens at a bar. You know, that's what the whole Cheers was about. It's a place where everybody goes your name and knows your name and they're always glad you came. And so there's a, there's a fellowship atmosphere at the bar, which I guess I sort of understand. Um, but then there's a part of me that goes, man, uh, the... the well, the open mic is a disaster. I mean, it's just it's just the worst possible scenario. It's the worst place you can possibly do comedy. It's loud, and uh, people are literally walking in front of you to go out and smoke. And so they're t- tapping on the microphone, and you're trying to do uh, new material to see how it's going to work trying to be loud enough that the people at the bar who aren't part of the show right you know are drowned out I did my Noah Webster joke have I told you my Noah Webster joke no all right uh, I might have heard it I so don't. Noah Webster is a guy that I feel I feel for because I have a feeling he was kind of an outcast because you know he wrote the dictionary and that took a long time and so he was probably by himself up in his room late at night. People were seeing a light out. He just didn't socialize a bunch. And I imagine that, that the people that knew him would look up and they would go, you know, eh, he's a weird guy. He just he never comes down. He's all by himself up there yeah. working on that book. Yeah. There's a name for guys like that. Yep. <laughs> or there's a word for guys like that. <laughs> and, when he's done. and when he's finished with that book, we'll know we'll what that know word what is. is. You know? yep, I and have. he killed it open mic. <laughs> Everybody just blinked at me. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm I'm shocked that that didn't go over. Mm-hmm. 
I'm doing it at Dry Bar. I know what I need to tell you. I am doing it at Dry Who, me or Luke? You, because what? Luke's the one who said it. I'm going to tattle on him right now. Ooh. I'm going to reveal something that Luke told me. And I'm going to reveal something about you. Was it this morning? And I'm going to reveal something about both of you. I think it was this morning that you said it. I discovered that Luke sees the Starving Comics quarantine show that we do every Sunday night as part and parcel in the same category as poker. When he does poker on Tuesday night. I retracted that sentence. Wait a second. <laughs> Silas is tapping me on the shoulder. Are you done with this? It turned off. Oh, it turned he off. He needs you to unlock his phone, or your phone. He was distracted by his movie. And he gave it to me, but, but, I, but I was um, watching the movie, and I forgot we were even playing. Okay. He was, yeah, he watched the movie for so long that the phone turned off, I and see. now he remembers. Wait, I had two screens. Okay. Now I only so, have one, so, so I need Luke, to get the second one back. Luke sees Starving Comics yep. as... A uh, fun diversion on a weekly basis? Yeah, as a hobby. I saw it as a passion he hobby. He called it as a, ho- a hobby. A passion hobby. I don't understand how... Why, did you? Were you insulted by that? Yeah, I don't she understand was. how poker she falls under passion. She went over how passion. much of a business that it was. Well, I said that it's it's work. Like It's not mm-hmm. like you just go and gamble. I don't, <laughs> I don't see mm-hmm. it as going out eating junk food and gambling for a couple of hours with your friends. In hopes that you get a gift card, I think that the no, it, are... it's it's different from actual poker in many ways. No, I would I <laughs> would understand if he compared like when like the sisters and I would go to oh I can't even remember the last time we did oh like when we went with mom down to Indianapolis to see a musical or something okay like that I would understand you know if if you went out to dinner and a movie or something okay like that's recreational mm-hmm. poker's recreational. But yeah, like when it's part of the business, mm-hmm. if it's something that we're in, in, we're doing to try to like push out a particular product, I just think that Luke has a hard time conceptualizing like the the product when it's not a coffee mug or something like a t shirt <laughs> or a tangible. Well, thing. that's that's yeah. true. I I mean, to be honest, there were times. And there are still times when I struggle to know if I'm actually producing anything, you know, because there's something you want to have something that you hold in your hand, something that you have turned on a lathe and then stained that you can hold up and say, here is the thing that I made. But when you're when you're in the performing arts, particularly when you're doing stand up or you're creating comedy or something like that, it's not something that you can or writing. It's not a thing you get to hold in your hands. I was explaining this to Luke because it. I think that like so many of our relationship issues hinge on this one misunderstanding slash difference of perspective. Ooh, are we going to have a counseling session? Counseling. We have a lot of relationship issues about this? Well, I didn't say we had a lot. I just said every one of them that we do have. All of the relationship yeah, she didn't issues say how many we do there have, were. whether that's two or 200, they all come back to this. And that's you. you're a work with your hands kind of guy, uh. and I'm a word person we create completely different there are types at, at of least 30 people who would be pretty disappointed if he stopped doing starving comics <laughs> and it's, that's it's legitimate like hundred of what? them okay we have like a hundred okay. viewers <laughs> did you get locked out of your phone again there silence no it, it, it went to the different place, <laughs> it went to the different place. 
I don't know what that means. But. Yeah, well, here's the thing. If you look at Starring Comics and you consider that the people that watch it live are the only audience. It's like 40. Yeah, sometimes. We, we took a dive last week for some reason. Did you notice no, that? it was the stats were wrong. We had like 12 people commenting and it said there were four people watching. Yeah. That was totally the, it was a tech malfunction. Thank goodness. Yeah. I was about to go and flush my head in the toilet. <laughs> Seriously, I almost brought it up on the air because yeah. I was like, I know that's wrong. Like, I was about to tell people, if you're watching, check in and comment right now. Because I was watching the comments roll in. And it was, I mean, demonstrably, there were yeah. 10, 11, 12 people commenting. I was watching. It wasn't a, a comment-heavy episode, though. There wasn't a whole lot of No, no, it's not for... about... It tells us in the top left corner in the dashboard when we're online how many are viewing, gotcha. how many are right. opening the tab. And it, was and it like said four. Six, and there were, four, <laughs> there were more commenters than that. Yeah, and I'm saying. looking at that going, what's going on? We've lost three quarters of our audience <laughs> from last week. We're down 30 people at least. 40, yeah. 30 or 40 we're people. down 35 people. But I had to explain to Luke that like that we are a communications family and that that's a different kind of output. Like that's, it's not like a factory that, that puts together engines or something. Right. It's comparable in some ways, but right. it's like a different result. And so, and like we were specifically, we were talking about women and men and female roles and masculine, feminine roles and masculine roles and things like that. And I said, there are some women who in their free time, they're going to end up like, making quilts or you know baking or and i do bake sometimes but like they that's what they want to do if they have a choice they're going to try to perfect their jam the recipe gardening yeah. the garden they yeah. bake a thing they go and they make things like that and mm -hmm. i have no problem with that it's just that's not going to be my cammy's one of those choice. people yes cammy makes up a storm and she paints too and she like sketches mm -hmm. pencil sketches and things she's more of an artist in that fashion but mm -hmm. i said to Luke, I'm a word person. I'm the kind of person who's going to go and like try to craft a sentence. Actually, what I said was some people go and they make quilts. I make statements. <laughs> and then I laughed. What a, what a wordsmith thing to say. She's, she's very proud of herself. We had to stop the conversation so that she could applaud herself. I was like, see, I can't even help it. I can't help it. I was it. like, that's poetry right there. That is, that's how you do it. <laughs> I was so, so glad that that fell out. I was so pleased. <laughs> well, that this is actually a, uh, this is a worthwhile discussion because the, uh, the doing of things, and Isaac and I were talking about this on our way to uh, Robinson. Mm -hmm. We did a little show in a little bitty, well, it wasn't a little bitty, but it was a barn. A well, nice barn, but still a barn. It's a wedding venue. Yeah, it's a wedding venue. But we showed up, and they didn't even have a PA system set up. We, is it like dirt floor barn? Or? No, oh, okay. no. Like an event barn. Okay. It was funny. It was it was definitely a barn on the inside, but they had a chandelier. And uh, so Isaac got up and was cracking on that. He goes, this is, a, this is just a barn. I mean, it's a really nice barn. He goes, but this chandelier, he goes, it's like, how did you ever... How did you decide to put that here? You know, when, when everything else is like, okay, we've got a barn. Show us the fanciest chandelier that you have. <laughs> you guys, you old white men. If the, the women listening, they would, they would immediately rush to inform you that this has been a thing. It's been a thing so long that it's now actually going out of style. But like 
Joanna Gaines, Chip and Joanna Gaines. You have, would not milk a cow with a chandelier you overhead. You wouldn't, but, but you would put the chandelier in your farmhouse, which is barn themed. Like they distress the wood and then they have the crystal next to it. And it's called barn chic or it's called country chic or like there's a lot of different words for it. A lot of what we do in our house is... Is it's based on chic. that. Well, I, because we have this. You're talking house. to a man who has literally hung a chandelier in every I, room it's, downstairs. I know. It's, look, there's one yeah. right above your head. I know. I like yeah. chandeliers, but also yeah. like. But but this chandelier, if the one in the barn, it would be dragging on the floor in here. Our like our bedroom is going to have the exposed brick chimney in the corner, and then we're going to paint one wall for an accent wall, and then two walls. We have a chandelier. Oh, two walls. Okay. Then we're going to have a chandelier, or we have a chandelier already. Upstairs. I think you two should discuss that. So anyway. She can pick the color. Uh, yeah, apparently we have. We are not going to discuss it. Well, the so we were on our way to this show, and we didn't know what to expect. So we got in there, and it was a, it was a little bitty, a little bitty, you know, dumb show with the... There no was, microphone. There was no microphone. There was probably 40 people, maybe. That might be high. That, mm-hmm. that number might be high. And I mean, they were nice enough. It was, it was a, it, and it went well enough, but it's the sort of thing that you don't think about when you're, when you start going into comedy. You think you're going to be on the Tonight Show and you think eventually you're going to be packing out theaters. That's what you think. But the fact is that it's, for all the years that I've been doing comedy, most of the shows have been like that. Most of the shows that I got paid for and brought money home and fed my family with were unremarkable little shows that on the way home, I never really struggle with this very often, but occasionally I would on the way home think, what in the world am I doing? I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, what is? what am I doing? It's one o'clock in the morning. I've still got an hour and a half before I'm home and I'm driving and there was nobody there and I didn't sell any merch because I didn't take any with me. And This is what I try to warn people about with homeschooling too. Like, yeah. hey, it's cute. All those pictures you see on literally the magazines, the curriculum magazines or on Pinterest, and and that's great, and you'll have maybe one or two days a year where you're like, I'm probably killing this thing. I am probably... We should be on the cover of Homeschool Magazine. I'm probably the most organized and... and uh, Efficient and successful. Fun and, yeah, I have, amazing I have put mom. so much... Yeah, occasionally I'll have a show. You know, we did a show in Georgia, that was not very many more than 40 people, but both of us were like, that was so great and so fun. And every once in a while you have a show. We, Tim Hawkins and I did a show up in Michigan, and both of us, when it was over, went and got, we got back on the bus and were like, good grief. <laughs> I mean, he, most of the time you're capable, and, and people laugh and everything. But we walked out of that show, and we were like, good heavens that was a fantastic show <laughs> spiked something somebody was passing out yeah. something. i mean it was just uh, just bang 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 blah blah they were <laughs> blowing up on every joke <laughs> they just loved it they loved it yeah but and, i was scolded though by a woman i said this i talked about this on a post sometime like on me or something mm-hmm. and this lady was like 
hush, you're being so negative. You're going to scare people away. People need to know that this is something they can do. They can homeschool. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. what people need to know is you're not doing it wrong just because normal days are normal days and it's not right. like super, super fun. Right. Well, and it, I don't think we're doing it wrong when you, we do a podcast and we just have one listener and his name is Carl. Yeah. You know, it's, if, if you, if you measure your success based on how many other people appreciate it, uh, I'm not going to say that there's no merit in doing no, that, no, no. but it shouldn't be the only metric by which you determine whether or not you're succeeding. But that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm not even talking about raw numbers. I'm talking about the actual physical result of the thing that you're working toward because Luke's family well, that's tend- what I'm talking about too, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about the product itself, like the the actual thing you're manufacturing or the thing that you're presenting to the world because you're selling yourself, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. Right. Um, and you do have some merch, which Luke pointed out this morning, but that's only one part of the business model. When you have subscribers on your blog and on the Starving Comics show, or you've got listeners who are tuning in weekly for a podcast, that's a completely different, like, form of revenue right it's a completely different business model than when you're making a cake right and you have you get to take pictures of the cake and you know share them with your inventory and right yeah right and so right and you can see it well here is a here is a place where there was not a cake and now there is a cake cake in that place right here's that is because i I have done work right and work is more visible yeah and but even though even and you work put, is usually chocolate. You put words on a page, and that's visible. And we have our faces on a screen, and that's visible. So mm-hmm. it's something else. I don't even know how to describe the two different categories. But I do know that like having a self-employment mindset is different from a I'm going to go and be part of somebody else's like train you know, mindset. I'm going to go and, and work for somebody else who started the business. And it's just... It's been really complicated. The reason we were talking about it this morning is because we've got the anniversary show coming up for SKUs on Sunday. Yes, we do. Which has taken away my time a lot. I didn't even go to the gym tonight. I have worked my fingers to the bone prior to pinching them in the headphones. And did you get my polo, that the video you sent me? Which one? The video is supposed to be a summary of the uh, sound charades. Yeah. So it's like a two-minute video, I think. Yes. It's supposed to be two minutes. Yes. It's two hours and 22 minutes. So what's wrong with that? (laughs) (laughs) So there's two hours and 20 minutes of... That explains why it was so big. (laughs) There's black (laughs) space. I know what the problem was. I know what the problem was because I edited it and there's still a chunk of video like two hours at the end that I didn't see. So I'll put it up. That explained it. I, I got done rendering it and it's like, why is this four it's gigabytes? Because why, it's, it's like two and a it's half two hours. minutes long. Why is it four gigabytes? Yeah. And it takes that long for me to download it too. When I have to turn it and I have to wait for it to buffer before I can play it. And I was like, Oh, uh, I should have probably like, what's wrong with this thing. And I look at the timestamp and there you go. Yikes. Two and a half hours. But that's the kind of stuff that pops up all the time. All right, well, I can time. get it. I can, I can slice the end of it off. That's okay. I, I can fix it. Luke was like, has he fixed the press kit link yet? And I was like, no. I haven't even Have checked. you looked? Oh, have you done it? <laughs> I was asking. She said no. <laughs> have you looked? I didn't look. Is it fixed? Yes. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Good job. <laughs> so I made her watch the long live paint story from Jim Brewer. Uh-huh. And you know what she said? She probably didn't laugh. She smiled. Did she? And she said, He's that's not stand up comedy. No, 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 no. That's no. what you said. It's, that it's, not, it's not traditional stand-up. It's no, not it's set-up punchline. And she's I knew right he'd that. agree with me. It's perfectly legitimate as yeah, she's stand-up. Right about I didn't say he wasn't a legit entertainer. I just said it's not. It was a 19-minute bit. That's a really long bit because it's not a bit. It's Most a story. Most comics would love to have a 19-minute bit. It's a story. It's not. It, it was a whole bunch of humorous ways of delivering it's like the three pigs and the and the three little pigs is three not little pigs is not 19 minutes long well it's apparently 11. it's not stand-up comedy either no it's, it's, it's not it's, it's actually not we've talked about that it's not it's a story which it's performance art and i i like theater and actually i would rather go and listen to a guy tell a story that's 19 minutes oh, long. oh jim brewer jim brewer is similar to uh tim hawkins and uh, uh and Jim Hope, who nobody knows except me, but he's—I like Jim Hope. But Tim, uh, Jim Brewer is a guy who is just funny the way he does things, right. and he's super animated, way over exaggerated. Right. Um, what What I said was his laugh is a punchline. I would yeah. like to see him tell the story in person, though, because I know that that would have been the kind of thing where with his close friends and his, you know, maybe a sibling or two or his parents, you know, that it would have, it would have made it even more interesting because they would have, they would have cued him. They would have jumped in at the right, right times to right. prompt him, you know, and to, to set him up. It would have a whole experience. It would have been a whole troupe, a theater troupe instead of just a one man monologue. Right. But, but what I had been saying to. Alan Kay told us a story about his, uh, friends doing a jerry lewis carnival you remember that story he told it in our living room and about the kid in the wagon on the barn i was like i was like emory's age i was like six or seven years old so is that alan, a yes or no i don't remember any <laughs> specific stories that alan told i'm not going to do it now you know what we're going to do we're going to have alan come on the show i just thought about that we're going to have alan come on the show and talk about the jerry lewis uh muscular dystrophy carnival which is the thing that he used to do he used to do when you were kids. He had a kit, and you could send away for it, and he would it would tell tell you how to do a carnival to raise money for muscular dystrophy. And uh, Alan and his friends did one, and they. I'm going to have him come on. I'm going to text him. You yeah. can, you can do that. And now I don't remember why I was talking about. You were talking about Jim Brewer's no, telling he, the story. Luke was bringing up Jim Brewer telling I the story. Brought it up. But I don't remember why, because I was talking about what we talked about this morning mm-hmm. about skews and how about I've pee been in your pants. Busy. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Mm. I've been busy this. Oh, I know. I was saying because because Tabby and I have both been really busy this week, but we we can't ever really get completely engrossed. We just do not have the time available to us that a person would have if this was their full time or even part time job. Like we don't even have part time hours at this. Point. We we went and took two you hours to do skews to do anything to do yeah. to book your travel like Tabby does. To, yeah. I was on the phone today with a client just randomly in the middle of the afternoon. Because um, you guys got kids and school. Yes. And, yeah. I have to take my computer with to the gym early some days, and I will log thirty five minutes, you know, of trying to file stuff. Of highly productive time. And Tabby and I went last night to her house while the the husbands fed the kids here, and so we were gone for like two hours. And 
at the end of that, like an hour and 45 minutes, we're both going, ah, we have to leave in like 10 minutes and we haven't, we've barely scratched the surface here. But I said to Luke, for a business owner, it's not clock in, clock out, you know, and leave your work at at work. It's like, I cannot think of a better mental picture, I told him, than a better better way to represent visually what it's like to be self-employed than the fact that Tabby and I have been, you know, have our laptops open on our lap and Tabby's like, we have to get back because I have to nurse the baby. Right. Like, I can't think of a more accurate right. way to explain all the multiple weird hats that we have to wear. Like, at any moment while I'm trying to be funny or come up with a really creative way to introduce a new guest, right. and somebody comes up and is like, there's snot hanging down <laughs> over their lips, and I have to find a tissue right. now to wipe it, you right. know? Or there's poop. There's poop. All the there's time there's poop. Although Warren, so much poop. Warren's really the only one who's still in diapers at this point. And mm-hmm. he he has been very, very sick. That's been his thing lately. Pathetically sick. Like, not even wanting to move. I think he might have had muscle aches when I was watching him. So his mom could do some editing. So he just laid on your back. I on, put him in the, in the back carrier. And yeah. he just, like... He just hung there. I mean, literally yeah. just dead weight. So then I flipped him around because after a couple hours, I was like, you probably need a diaper change. I laid that baby on his back and his hands were spread out and his legs were spread eagle too because <laughs> that's, that's the position he was in when he was up against my chest. Yeah. He didn't move at all. <laughs> he just gave me this really sad look. Like he really did. His his brows were furrowed. and Like, his like a turtle with rigor mortis. His hands were up in a defensive <laughs> Right. And then his legs were just hanging open. Well, he was the kid who, when you went to lay him down sometimes, <laughs> yeah. he would act like you threw him off the roof. He had some weird nervous system yeah. stuff. He had a startle <laughs> reflex that was just he, out Yeah, of we, we went to lay him. He was just a newborn, like real, real little. And they went to lay him down on the floor. And he was like, he, he jumped. He got real <laughs> stiff. Like like he thought he was falling. Like he was falling, yeah. yeah. And, he, and then he screamed. He'd it's like we're just laying on the ground. You're there. You're safe. There's <laughs> you're stuff. Okay. There's stuff you're behind okay. you. Yeah. So he's been needy, and actually, in a way, less needy than he would be if he was like walking around and whining. But mm-hmm. he just doesn't want you to put him down. And so somebody, we had to basically take turns. Somebody had to hold him. So it was either me or Tabby all week. You know, putting him, putting him in the carrier. I, I hear what you're saying i think what i was saying was similar but there, there is there are things that you do and most of the things that you do don't seem like that big a deal even though they take a lot of work and a lot of effort and when you're all done you it's easy to look at it and go gosh i think i might have wasted my time doing that <laughs> that's not even what I i'm talking I about might, well that's what i'm talking about it was mostly about she's talking about needing more manpower we need to expand it's and hard I was like, to how recruit. do you justify that right because i mean viewership has been fairly it's hard to recruit people from my vision because they want to see they want to see numbers or they want to see right. dollar signs yeah. they want to see that right. that's what expansion. i'm talking about it's, and i'm like it's hard for people to get excited about it it's like you got how many viewers and why are we doing this why are you continuing to put out content when nobody is consuming it and, but i wasn't just talking about skews either i was talking about like books and blog posts and and podcasts like it takes it takes some effort and i know what kind of effort I would put in if I had the time. Like I've had it on my mind for a couple of days now. We need to do an email blast. 
ideally a weekly email blast for vacay that's coming up in July. And I would be happy to write the copy for that. I'm not even talking about more than, you know, a paragraph each week. Because if you're doing it weekly, it doesn't need to be super long. I don't need to put all the eggs in one basket. But like, when? When am I, <laughs> when am I gonna right. do that? So I've got it in mind that after the anniversary show for SKUs on Sunday, I will actually use my before the kids wake up time to write, you know, four or five sentences and, and send them to you so that you can put them in uh, MailChimp or whatever you're using now. I don't use MailChimp. You just give them a plug. Oh, sorry. Not MailChimp. Uh, (laughs) You used to. So that John can send four gigabyte files to everybody. I can send a, a four gigabyte video that's <laughs> two put, hours long. Say, <laughs> it's mostly those, black space. He likes to include countdown clocks in his emails because he learned how to do that. And it's uh-huh, really spiffy and professional looking. So yeah, you should make it a countdown clock to like. I learned all kinds of stuff. I, I have. 37 or something like that. To I, July in 20 more years. <laughs> I figured out a way. I figured out a way to export data from my Notion database into. Uh, Excel so that it can be uploaded then to my social media thing. I learned how to put it from there to there to there to there so it can go from there there to there to someplace else. Wow. We are all very impressed. Figured out how to do all that. Exciting. Well, well, there you go. There's just such a thing I spend a whole lot of time doing and you guys are obviously underwhelmed. I, here's the There's, thing. What are, what are we doing here? Why are we? Let's just stop this. I recognize the like potential benefit to various businesses that AI can produce. Like I recognize that being able to AI can do everything. AI is going to replace me on this podcast. Automating things is a good idea. However, I need somebody who knows how to set up the automation. And everywhere I turn, there's an obstacle like that one. I would almost rather just continue doing everything myself than have to then take the time <laughs> to learn a new skill in order to set it up and make it go places on its own. So mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. and then just when I start thinking about that, just as I start to make decisions like, well, what could I do? That's when the snot nose shows up and somebody else has ceased to do their math homework. It, it does help. When I was designing a t-shirt for work and I brought my design to Andrew Mm-hmm. And he was like, you used Comic Sans? <laughs> <laughs> I even could have told you that was a sin. And, and then he, so he put it into his program and redid all of it in like 10 minutes. And right. it looks fantastic because he was, you know, skilled with it. Yep. And I was like, man, I'm so glad that I know people who have skills. Thank you. Thank see. you. But see, that was making a t-shirt. And Luke believes in the power of a t-shirt. <laughs> We just have to convince him a podcast is a worthwhile endeavor. It was something I volunteered to do without having any skills. Most parents, they're like, I want my kid to be a doctor. I want my kid to be a lawyer. I want my kid to grow up and be a scientist. And I'm like, please, computer coder, please, videographer, please. The thing about it is that you, you don't usually get feedback from people if they like a thing. Right. You know, people are not, we're just not bent to to be super excited and praising people for stuff that we really like. Occasionally, it happens. Most of the time, the only people you hear from are people who are not picking up what you're putting down. Mm. And so you just, you know, you well, shovel through and you do the thing because you feel like it's the thing you're supposed to do. And I also think that, Innovation is a thing that pays off in this 
at least in this era, this time. In what way? It's the thing that that puts you ahead. Like if you're willing to, if you're willing to try new things. Okay, for example, you were the one who was like, "Hey, I found this thing. It's called Streamyard, yeah. and it." I think it makes it super simple for us to be able to go live on multiple platforms at once. And we're like, okay, that sounds like, that sounds like that might be worth the time investment. And then you were like, look, we can put these comments up on the screen. So when people are watching, they'll be able to see their comments appear in the actual show. And the playback will still be there later for anybody who wasn't watching live. Right. Made perfect sense. We were one of the first in our group to use StreamYard. Right. I, I don't know of anyone else who did. Now I recognize other people using it. Like I can tell when they're also broadcasting. And we're glad that they do because if other people didn't use StreamYard, it probably wouldn't exist anymore. Well, that's true. They probably have to close. But But yes, we were among the first in our circle. Right? Weren't you guys one of the first to use BrushFire? Tim Hawkins was the first to really help BrushFire. But I don't know how well known that is. Anyway, I don't know how well known StreamYard is. But I'm just saying like... Being able to be one of the first, being one of the first content creators to start making shorts on YouTube, you mm-hmm. know, short videos would have been a huge benefit. Like if people, right. when they're early adopters, if you are making good content and you're now making good use of the very first things that pop out, you know, the first apps or the first tools on an app. Then someday you can have six people watching your no, live stream like not, we do. I'm saying you might have more than that. I'm saying oh. that like people that's how it grow that's how growth happens. But you have to have a good product that's available for the taking or for the discovering. Well you have to have you have to find you have to put out a thing that people are interested in. Right. And so what well, art skews is not really like a television show it's it's not really like hey we start rolling the cameras and then we do segment after segment after segment it's more it's it's like a conversation it's like Mm -hmm. a it's like an interactive thing yeah well it's not what it's going to be on sunday no on sunday it's going to be more like a television show but by the time carl hears this it will be over he'll have to go and listen to the go watch the playback Mm -hmm. it'll be on the john brandon youtube channel yeah skews Season three, murder mystery I was spectacular. Editing, I was editing a move or a uh, yeah, a video of, for the sound charades, and mm-hmm. I'd forgotten how funny sound charades. I was. know, right? And Tabby and I have been watching all these back, all these you know backlogs, our old episodes to get yeah. ready for this one. And we said the same thing, and we say it every year. We're like, we forgot how funny the show is. We can't edit all of it like we can't include all of it because there's such good content and there's also things that she would like to do with the things we are going to showcase that she's not able to do just for time like Mm -hmm. where you like zoom in on a particular person's face or add sound effects or you know right that would be so fun and it would really enhance the experience because there's certain things we want to call attention to particularly right right and we just that just multiplies the amount of work in the video editing process by Right. Tenfold. That's what I'm saying. But it's not for it's not for lack of good ideas and right. it's not for lack of a good vision. It's just for the the skill and the time. What we might do is th- theoretically is think about you know like clipping these things out throughout the year. Just keep a database of clips. Yeah. Cuz the first season you, you were doing do highlights like monthly. Our, I don't like, know. Here's the monthly. Here we are on our podcast talking about our live stream. <laughs> That's how uh, it's done generates interest aren't you so interested carl yeah you should go and watch go and watch skews uh that's it i can't think of anything else to say i'm gonna go soak my finger in epsom salt yep careful of those bathrooms carl 
Watch out for the bathroom. Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.